Hi. Hello. Welcome. Have you heard the good news about Santa? I'm Jewish. Probably not. Hi, I'm Kat. <laughs> I use they, them pronouns. Hi, I'm Sophia. I use she, her pronouns. So- and also, oh. I would like to say, I listened to our new intro song. It's very good. I like Thank it a lot. Um, I stayed up later than I should have working on it. Um, it's phenomenal. Thank you. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, I have a bone to pick with Dr. Fauci. And it is... Yeah, no, I know. I, I'm seeing shock. I made a, I made a face. <laughs> Listen, I understand why he did this. Because he didn't want kids to worry. However, it makes my job much harder. Dr. Fauci said that Santa Claus can't spread the coronavirus, which means oh, kids boy. try and run straight up. I work at the mall as an elf taking pictures with Santa, and kids are like, kids' parents, too, are like, well, Dr. Fauci says Santa can't get the coronavirus. And I'm like, that's, oh, you no. Know that's an actor, right? You, oh, no. An adult with kids understand that this is an actor, not the real Santa Claus? But I can't oh, say that no. because, like, we have to keep the, like, Santa is real thing going. The mystery of Christmas, yeah. which I, I have a fun story about that. Growing up as a, a little Jewish child, you've probably, I probably told you this story before, but, I like, so. my next door neighbor was literally, and you, but, like, especially my next door neighbor, we were, you know, both, like, babies at the same time. We basically best friends forever. And they always had a Christmas tree. And me being my Jewish family, we never had a Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. And it didn't it didn't bother me that we didn't have, like, a Christmas tree or decorations. Because my dad used to put up, like, blue and white lights. Nice. Yeah. Um, so, it, like, that, not having Christmas didn't ever bother me as, like, a young kid. Because, like, I don't know why. I think my parents did a good job of explaining it to me. Mm-hmm. But I was always upset. I was not really upset that we didn't have Santa. I just, I liked, I think I liked the idea of Santa. And one year I was like looking out the window. I must have been like four, three or four with my mom. I was looking out the window and I looked at her and I go, will he at least wave at me (laughs) as he goes by? so precious. My mom said, of course he will. Santa loves all kids, even the Jewish ones. I don't know if she actually said yeah. even the Jewish ones, but, you know, knowing my mother, I wouldn't put it past her. I just, like, I understand because he doesn't want kids to be afraid of, like, Santa coming to their houses this year or whatever. But, like, yeah. I've had three parents be like, they shouldn't have to wear their masks as Dr. Fauci says Santa can't get coronavirus. And I'm like, yeah. oh. you know that's an actor, right? You know that that's an actor, right? You know that's not the mythical figure of Saint Nicholas. And they they do it all like we had a lot of parents complaining that the kids have to wear masks in the pictures. And I get it. Like you you paid a bunch of money, they they were in the pretty outfits, but like they have to wear the mask because just because you want a nice picture doesn't mean the coronavirus stops existing. Just um, pay a Photoshop artist. Yeah. I just Dr. Fauci. <laughs> Dr. Fauci, why did you do this to me personally? 
<laughs> this is coming from the person who has in my um, Etsy wish list in my like cart, not my cart, but like my favorited thing on Etsy. I have a Dr. Fauci votive candle. Like, you know, the candles that have Jesus's mm-hmm. face on them. I have one, but it's Dr. Fauci. He's great and wonderful. However, <laughs> he's great and amazing. Specific thing, like, because here's here's my thing. The kids don't know that. Like, I guess they that it was for the kids that he said that Santa can't get coronavirus. But the kids yeah. don't like. Oh God, get off my computer, <laughs> you asshole! This is like um, the prime minister of New Zealand um, around Easter did a really handled the whole Easter bunny thing really, really well. Mm. Also, I don't spoilers, I guess they're not real in case case any of our listeners. I mean, we've got an explicit tag on this podcast, but I'm not saying in case any of our listeners are children. I'm saying in case any of our listeners have somehow avoided the fact that they're not real. Sorry for being blunt about that. Whatever. But she had a real, but the ones at the mall are not, yeah. The real ones. Sure. Well, so she had a really great thing about the Easter Bunny, mm-hmm. basically saying that the Easter Bunny um, is going to be, it's going to be a little bit different with the Easter Bunny. Maybe I'll pull it up. I also realized, I'm so sorry to everybody who doesn't like typing sounds, because anytime I look something up on my computer, you can really hear it on my recording. I really, really love typing sounds. They make me very happy, which is why I always leave them in. But I guess, yeah, some people might not like that noise. Um, Easter bunny. Oh, it says, she said the the tooth fairy and the Easter bunny are essential workers. Um, yeah. Because kids were worried about it. Because it's like, it helps kids, like, you know, like, have something to be excited about. Have something to look forward to. Yeah. Um, but... Uh-oh. <laughs> Don't let your kids charge Santa, especially yeah. not if they stick their hands in their mouths. Yeah. It's gross. Kids are kids were virus. gross. Kids were gross before COVID. Mm-hmm. And now it it's worse. Yeah. Cuz like the the school bus for our town literally comes like right past our house cuz we I we live on a circle. Mm-hmm. Or when you lived here, we li- we live on a circle. I hope that's not too much information, <laughs> but we live on a circle. So I see the, and, and the next door, the new next door neighbors have school kids. Mm-hmm. And so I see them like on the bus getting on and off. Well, I'm not up early enough in the morning to see them get on the bus, mm-hmm. uh, but I see them getting off the bus in the, the afternoon. And I'm just like, all I can think is thank God not that being in college during COVID is the best thing in the world. It's certainly not. But I will say, thank God I'm not in high school right now. I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have fucking graduated on time. Like one second. It would have been too hard for me. Um, oh, one more Santa thing is um, not to spoil anything. But at the mall, I work with multiple Santas because there are different people. I mean, don't don't name names, but do you have a favorite one? Yes. Well, <laughs> yes. Well, so I've only, I really like all of the Santas. They're all pretty nice. And like, you know, they, they like stay in character pretty well. They're holly. They're jolly. They're really good with the kids. Um, 
everybody was telling me, oh, like, oh, you're, it's so, it's like, because I, I tend to work the first half of the shift, the first shift, not the second shift, the opening shift. Um, and they're like, oh, man, too bad you haven't met Santa, blah, 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 because he's the best. And I was like, oh, all of our Santas, excuse me, oh, all of our Santas are good. Um, mm-hmm. He is the best. I worked with him today. Um, he So he's from uh, far, far away, the North Pole. No, he's from a different state, but he got transferred to our mall, which is absurd because he's originally from the Midwest. And so he's staying in a hotel for the season. Oh. So he can be Santa Wait, here because the corporation. Are they unionized? No. Is there a Santa's union? There should be a Santa's union. God damn it. That would be the <laughs> single best thing I've ever heard in my entire life. If there was a Santa's union, there should be. Yeah, but he's from the Midwest and he's staying at a hotel. Um, and he's he like lives in the middle of nowhere. And he drives a truck and he has a wood shop where he makes boats and toys and rocking chairs and rocking horses. And he's... Oh, so he's like actually kind of Santa. He's actually kind of Santa. He, um, he works, uh, he, he used to be, uh, he was like a Marine for a while and now he's Santa Claus, um, and he makes toys. (laughs) That's amazing. I remembered what I was going to say earlier. Okay. Do you remember our? This is a, by the way, a complete and total change of subject. Oh, and if we want to finish talking about this, I was going. I was about to say, if we want to continue this for a bit, um, we are good. But I remembered what I was really going to do. This Santa goes out of his way. Like every single time he sees a kid, it sounds like he's greeting an old friend. He's like, "Oh, it's you." been so long and every time the kids are like oh you remember me Santa and he's like of course I remember you and he also like he'll just like start up conversations with strangers about like what's making them happy right now and he like got a whole group of people we should have him on the podcast (laughs) I will say like don't have a long conversation with him unless you're willing to cry because he will tell you about all of his favorite special needs kids who he's seen over the years and the the ones who like the ones where he remembers the last year that they were able to come to see him and you will cry oh no i i will his whole thing is like he genuinely just wants to make kid like he just wants to make people happy is like really sweet the really nice thing about him that's really sweet yeah uh my he like he was literally somebody one of my coworkers was like so what's the weirdest thing somebody's ever asked for you for christmas and he's like well you know i get a lot of the the standard like toys and stuff and then i get a lot of kids asking for like their diseases to go away and we were like and she and he was like yeah some kids ask for their parent like dead parents to come back and we're like and she's oh. like, my, he's like, my favorite, though, is a little girl asked me to get her dad to stop swearing so his mother would let him back. So the kid's mother would let her, their dad back in the house. And I was like, oh, my God. Jesus Christ. Oh, boy. All right. Well, <laughs> that's the thing about young kids. Really kids before, like, I'd say middle school. Yeah. Non-existent filter. I'll just, I will just wait for that to go past. 
Um, should I, can I change the subject? Yes. Do you remember when we were talking about Oreos? Yes. A couple weeks, a couple weeks back? Mm-hmm. I think that was our election episode. Perhaps. <laughs> I don't remember, but we were talking about Oreos. I had a million do- dollar idea, mm-hmm. which Oreo should, um, pay me for because it's my idea. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, they probably had the idea before, whatever. You know, um... You know cannolis? Mm-hmm. You know the people who make the the cannoli, like, ch- the chip, sort of? The shell. And then you dip... Yeah, the shell. Well, the, but they're, like, chips, kind of. Mm-hmm. And then you dip them in the filling. Mm-hmm. Oreo should do that. Yeah. That's a million-dollar idea. Oh, my God. You... <laughs> okay, yeah. That's my million-dollar idea for... Did I introduce myself? I believe so. But should I do it again? In ca- should I do it again in case I didn't? No, I feel like I didn't. Um, Miss Ella knocked my mouse off the table. In case I forgot to introduce myself, I am Sophia. I do use she/her pronouns. I feel like I said that like a question. It's um, not. You know who I mean, doesn't? Can I go first? I was about to ask you if you wanted. I was about to ask you um, if you wanted to go first. I would love to go first because you know who doesn't use she/her pronouns. And in fact, uses he/they pronouns. I do know, but you it's, should tell it's me. It's Elliot Page. Fuck yes! I was so excited when you said you were doing this article because my brain was like, I had, like put pieces together in my head, but I wasn't sure. And then I looked it up, and I was like, Oh my god! Yay! Um, one of my friends sent me a Twitter link. And was like, oh my god. And I was like, awesome for Elliot Page that he's coming out. And then is I was Elliot like, Page is, um, who him? in case people are going to be confused. Well, I, I'm going to read the article. And it, it mentions yeah. oh, his right. past roles, which... Good. Without denaming him. Good. Um, so Elliot um, Page, actor known for Juno and the Umbrella Academy, comes out as transgender. And Inception. And Inception. You're right. Um, this is from the Washington Post. This article is by Emily Yar. This article is from three hours ago. Oh, like this is when we say like just this came is out today. Probably the most recent good news we've ever good newsed on the podcast. Yeah, this was this was today's news. Um, Elliot Page, the Oscar-nominated actor best known for the 2008 film Juno, came out as transgender on goodness transgender on tuesday sharing the news in a long social media post on tuesday today's tuesday hi friends Uh, this is the post hi friends i want to share with you that i am trans my pronouns are he they and my name is elliot i feel lucky to be writing this to be here to have arrived at this place in my life page wrote i feel overwhelming gratitude for the incredible people who have supported me along this journey i can't begin to express how remarkable it feels to finally love who i am enough to pursue my authentic self I'm, like, yeah. real emotional. So I texted my friend, uh, I texted my friend about this, um, because he's, you know, interested in, we've been talking a lot about, like, film and TV and stuff like that, and I texted him, and he was like, I am really happy that we are finally in, we're finally at a place in the world, or at least in, you know, the U.S., where somebody can come out as trans and be greeted with so much support and love and 
care. Mm-hmm. And also, I don't want to say that it doesn't matter because it very much does. But, like, it's... It's... I don't know how to say this in the way that I want to say this. But it, not to... I don't want to take away from Elliot having come out or mm-hmm. the importance of this moment. But it's also sort of like... In three weeks, it's just going to be the new normal. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really cool. Yeah. And I hope that didn't come across as me being dismissive because yeah, no, that's no. not the Here's... that's not the what I'm trying to say. It's just that it it we've reached a point. I feel like within you know within the centrist to left world mm-hmm. that I am mostly immersed in, we've reached a point where it can just be we can just be happy, and there doesn't have to be anything else we're worried about. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just, this is really, like, there are, there are trans actors. There are famous people who have come out as trans. I feel like Elliot is one of the first people to have a very established career and come out of trans who is, come out as trans who is so visible. Like, the Wachowskis are trans and came out as trans, but they're directors, so they're not, like, And Laverne being in front of the camera, you know? Yeah, and Laverne Cox came out, or had already transitioned before she had started acting. Yeah. And I'm not, not to say that they weren't very, very important. Oh, yeah, not at all. This is a big step forward, I feel like, and I'm, I'm so happy for Elliot that he's able to feel comfortable in who he is, and this is just... And they're not a transphobe. Like, not a transphobe, that's not the word I meant. I meant homophobe, like a certain, um, Caitlyn Jenner. Oh, yeah. Um, I do not. I I should hope he's not a transphobe. That's not. The wires got crossed. Also, I I will say to give you a little preview for my article. Mm -hmm. When I was reading through it, I had a total, not dyslexia moment, but just total like, you'll see. But I I, total wires crossed moment Mm -hmm. that took me maybe five minutes to figure out. I was just sitting there looking at. Anyway, back to back to this. Page 33, who has been uh, who has been credited in many TV roles previously, currently stars in Netflix's hit superhero series, The Umbrella Academy. Moments after his announcement, both the streaming service and the show's Twitter account tweeted their support. So proud of our super, superhero. We love you, Elliot. Can't wait to see you return in season three. Netflix. Right? I was just Im- I was just impressed when um, when I looked it up, like the their uh elliot's wikipedia page had already been updated yeah someone was like i saw people talking about that on um i think it was twitter we're like shout out to the wikipedia warriors who have already changed all of elliot's pronouns in his wikipedia page yeah seriously it's really cool uh page who earned academy award and golden globe nominations for his starring role in juno after breaking out in the 2005 film Hard Candy, has been one of Hollywood's most outspoken advocates of LGBTQ rights in recent years. The actor came out as gay during a human rights campaign event in 2014, saying, maybe I can make a difference to help others have an easier time, an easier and more hopeful time. Which, hell yeah, Elliot. Yeah, Continue seriously. Continue to inspire the queer community. You are phenomenal. Thank you so much for doing all that you do. Um, in 2017, toward the beginning of 
the Me Too movement, Page wrote a Facebook post about homophobia he faced in the entertainment industry, including director Brett Ratner outing him with an offensive comment while they were at an event in 2005 for X-Men The Last Stand. This public aggressive outing left me with long-standing feelings of shame, one of the most destructive results of homophobia, he said in a long post about alleged abusers in Hollywood. What I want most is for this to result in healing for the victims, for Hollywood to wake up and start taking some responsibility for how we have all played a role in this. Don't allow yourselves to be numb to the voices of victims moving forward. Don't stop demanding for civil rights. Um, I would also just like to say I'm currently on his Wikipedia page and under the personal life tab, they've already put in the announcement today. Hell yes, Wikipedia. In his statement Those... Tuesday, which again is the day that we're recording this. It's literally today. Page wrote that <laughs> he had been endlessly inspired by so many in the trans community. Thank you for your courage, your generosity, and ceaselessly working to make this world a more inclusive place more inclusive and compassionate place i will offer whatever support i can and continue to strive for a more loving and equal society he has also spoken candidly of his fear and the discrimination with her horrific consequences and violence that the transgender community faces every day citing statistics citing statistics that at least 40 transgender people mostly black and latina trans latinx trans women have been killed this year my joy is real, but it is also fragile. The truth is, despite feeling profoundly happy right now I, and knowing how much privilege I carry, I'm also scared. I am scared of the invasiveness, the hate, the jokes, in quotation marks, the jokes, and of violence. To be clear, I'm not trying to dampen a moment that is joyous and one that I celebrate, but I want to address the full picture, he wrote. Shortly after Paige's announcement, the Gay and Lesbian Alliance Against Defamation, GLAD, posted a tweet noting that the actor has given us fantastic characters on screen and has been an outspoken advocate for all LGBTQ people. Elliot will now be an inspiration to countless trans and non-binary people. We celebrate This is amazing. All trans people deserve to be accepted. This is really... I just think this is really... (laughs) I was going to say good news. (laughs) It's really there's good nothing news. there's there's nothing else that can be said I about just, it because I was, I'm so excited to be talking about this. I'm just filled with so much joy right now. Um, I yeah, no, it's just like I'm already an easy crier as I'm sure I've talked about before. Mm-hmm. but like I was reading an article about this and I was just like, getting very choked up and emotional just because like I I'm not trans I've not experienced like gender dysphoria um but I have experienced like I have experienced body dysphoria I understand what it means to have people that you can look up to who have similar life experiences to you and I think the thing about Elliot Page is that He's had so much exposure and has been an advocate mm-hmm. for so he has been long. Fighting for queer rights every step of the way. And yeah, I have like chills right now. <laughs> I literally, I feel like you know when you want to make it when you're blowing up balloons and you want to make your voice high pitched so you breathe in a little bit of helium. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's helium in my chest. I'm just yeah so happy and proud of him and like glad that he's out there standing up and giving hope to trans dudes everywhere and like 
And also that he felt safe enough and comfortable enough to be able to share this with the world. Absolutely. Like, Um. this is, in a year full of shitty things that have happened, again, this podcast tries to bring, like, the best good, funny news that'll brighten up your day, and I just think this is... This is not just something that I can, like, talk about with a friend and be like, ha ha ha, did you hear about this? You know, like, the silly, weird articles I normally bring. Like, this is something that I can talk about for years and years and years and just be like, this is such a big deal. I just... I can't, like, clearly I'm struggling to form words. Yeah. I just... Um, I'm gonna finish the article. Uh, uh, if you can't find the words find a find a new source um page concluded his statement by vowing to continue to work toward equality for transgender people everywhere i love that i am trans and i love that i am queer and the more i hold myself close and fully embrace who i am the more i dream the more my heart goodness the more i dream the more my heart grows and the more i thrive To all trans people who deal with harassment, self-loathing, abuse, and the threat of violence every day, I see you, I love you, and I will do everything I can to change the world for the better. (sighs) Yeah. uh, Kind of speechless. Mm -hmm. Um, Just really cool. This is just really cool. Me? Crying? It's more likely than you think. Oh, This is, sorry, I don't know, when you have ADHD, sometimes your brain goes on little journeys that you don't, can't control and don't know how they get there, but you come to a conclusion and you come to a, you create a little map in your head and and you don't know how you got there, but you did. Mm -hmm. Um, This is me saying that we should have a a Christmas special where we watch um, Santa Jaws. I think I got there because of... Me being an easy crier, I cry a lot at movies, we watch movies together, we watch shark movies together, Christmas is coming, Santa Jaws, which is a movie about a Christmas shark, Um, and on a completely unrelated note. What was I going to say? Oh my god, so, um, I don't know if people know this, but there are several, like, good and interesting queer Christmas movies this year. Um, Yeah. Most notably and most acknowledged is... um, Taste Do. Yeah. Happiest Season. Love her. Um, What was I going to say? Kristen Stewart still using she, her um, pronouns? What? Yeah. Is Kristen... Yes. Okay. I've reached a point in my life, which is amazing that so many of my friends are, you know, genderqueer and non-binary, but... I've reached a point in my life where I have to, like, think about all of my friends. Like, friends who I know, like, are cis, Mm -hmm. but I'm like, hang on a second. I just need to, like, go through my little, my brain Rolodex of my friends' pronouns. Yeah. To make sure that I'm not (laughs) misgendering my friends. Anyway. Have you seen, um, there is my, my new favorite TikTok of all time is a person who got confused by she, they, and he, they's thinking that the subject was supposed to be she or he, and then objects were supposed to be them. 
the most <laughs> convoluted grammatical. I just, it's the, so my parents are working hard. They have some trouble, like, wrapping their head around it sometimes. Like, when my dad is referring to somebody who uses they, them pronouns, most often you, just because, you know. I come up in you're conversation the, a lot. Yeah, we talk about you all the time. <laughs> but um, my my dad will often ask me, like, is they or are they? And I'm like, well, what would you normally use, papa? <laughs> and he's yeah. like, oh, I, I'd use are they. One and I'm that's, like, yes, um... it's correct. And the way I've explained it to him and the way I've explained it to a lot of people is imagine your non-binary friend who is using they, them pronouns always has a little mouse named Stuart with them all the time. And Stuart would like to be referred to every single time you refer to X person. Yeah. Therefore, and I'm like, not because they is a perfectly valid, you can yeah. use they in the singular perfectly validly, but it helps people who've been using it in the plural for such a long time. That's a fun tip. You can just say that you've got a little mouse friend with yeah. you all the or, time. Or that you are a swarm of bees is another one I've seen. You could, cat. you are working as an elf. You could be three elves zipped into a cat suit. Um. Now, <laughs> wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> picture of me but i'm three elves zipped into a cat suit (laughs) (laughs) i realized and i'm sure you're gonna be able to hear this on the audio but i realized maybe half a second after i said that that cat suits are like an actual thing (laughs) that people have to like that people wear oh man fuck Um, that's funny one thing i will say is like sometimes people get confused grammatically because they're like well if with with a singular, you'd say it is, and I'm like, yeah, but no, because if you were referring to one person in the second person, you wouldn't say you is, you would say you are. It's the same thing mm-hmm. with they, even though it's singular, they are. And I feel one like of that the... helps a lot with people who struggle with the, yeah, trying mm-hmm. to singularize, singularize the pronoun they and their, like, conceptually. One of the funniest videos I've ever seen on TikTok, TikTok, or just in general, is of somebody basically saying, hey, don't ask for my pronouns, because if you're asking for my pronouns, you're talking about me in the third person, and that means you're talking about me behind my back. Keep my pronouns out of your mouth, (laughs) which I think is really funny. I'm always like... I don't want to be perceived as male or female. I just, I don't even want to be perceived. I don't want to be perceived. I will say, oh I, my you, God. Know, you know, you know what perceptions of me I will accept and why I loved working at the Halloween store so much. Oh, I thought you were going to say three elves zipped into a cat suit. That too. But also, trans mask Mrs. Frizzle. Oh, yes. A witch. Approved. And a vampire. Approved. Of undetermined gender approved all approved good vibes good vibes here absolutely um hold on fuck wait i had i had a thing oh i also feel like brain malfunction elliot page coming out 
um, is also going to help normalize the use of they, them pronouns because he is using he and they pronouns. And I remember when Sam Smith came out mm-hmm. um, as using as being non-binary and using they, them pronouns, and it was a really big deal. Uh, but the problem is, not to say that Sam Smith is not, you know, an internationally recognized and amazing recording artist, but mm-hmm. they're a little less known in the U.S. specifically. Yeah. So I think when they came out, it just was sort of like, this British artist, who you know for that one song, <laughs> is using these pronouns. But I feel like especially in the U.S., this is going to help people use they, them pronouns more. I think, I the, say, unfortunately... I American. I know. He's Canadian. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like people are going to default to the, to, to like, male pronouns. Mm-hmm. Just, like, media. To he, him. Yeah. To he, him. Um, but that doesn't mean... But, like, here's a fun fun tip. If you have friends in your life who use both, um, you should also use both. Mix, mix it up. Mix it I'm up. Say, like, if you have a friend, and I, I have friends like this, who, like, use, for instance, she, they, or he, they. Um, yeah, ask them which one they prefer. Life uses she, her, or he, him pronouns, and they really like they, them pronouns, but they want to mm-hmm. go by both. Like, see if they want you specifically to use they, them pronouns. Because I've yeah. had friends who, like, every single person in their life uses she, her pronouns for them, for example. And they're like, I would also like to use they, them pronouns. So to counteract that, please use they, them for me. Yeah. I mean, the thing, the bottom line is ask. Yeah. And it just ask. Just be, don't be a, don't be a shithead. Exactly. Should we move on to our middle bit yeah that's what it what is our middle bit this week so our middle bit is an article that is very good um but our middle bit is more so just laughing at me being dyslexic and not knowing how to and having can't read disease mm-hmm. um also before we get to our middle bit this is the section of the show where if you were to sponsor our podcast this is where your advertisement would go Woo. so there's that our middle bit um, comes to us. I was browsing. This week we are sponsored like, by. Wait, wait. Can I can I do a funny bit first? Please, 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 please. This week we are sponsored by water. Drink water every yeah. day to stay healthy. Here I go. <laughs> now is our obligatory five seconds of just drinking water for you to drink water at home. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm, good. I think so. Until we have a sponsor, we should say that we're sponsored by water and give remind our audience to drink water every day. I think that's a I think that's a great idea. So I have several tabs saved that are just like, you know, this one's from Microsoft News, but it's like good news. They have like a tab, and sometimes I'll scroll through there what for. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> oh My boy! My cat is just hitting her water. Oh, man. My cat does that sometimes. Um, I'll look for, like, stuff to put in the middle bit. Um, But this headline is, I believe, like, it's, I'll just read it. Mm -hmm. And you can tell me where my brain probably went wrong. Justin Timberlake surprises fans with cerebral palsy. 
a terribly oh. worded headline. <laughs> My the full headline, goodness. which is from E News, is Justin Timberlake surprises fans with cerebral palsy. Surprises fans with cerebral palsy by gifting wheelchair accessible van. Great story. Should have put the full headline in. Yeah, I just I'm like trying to think of a way you could rearrange that to make it less. Justin Timberlake gives a gift to fan with cerebral palsy. Yeah. But surprises fans. It is technically it is grammatically the way to do it because yes, uh, fan with cerebral palsy is the descriptive phrase. However, the However, way headlines tend to go is celebrity gifts fan a million dollars or whatever. However, I read this and said, hang on, Justin Timberlake has cerebral palsy? I read this as <laughs> Justin Timberlake gave one of his fans cerebral <laughs> palsy. That too. But my in my head, I was like... Oh, he's surprising fans with the fact that he has cerebral yeah, palsy? Yeah, that was the first thing my brain thought. And then my brain Which, was like, that can't be it. Perhaps he's giving it to them. And then I was like, that's even less right. That's, I just, this is a great story about how one of his biggest fans has cerebral palsy and could not afford a wheelchair accessible van. Mm-hmm. And he saw their tweet or whatever and was like i got buttloads of money you have what you need have it here you go and those are great stories yeah um wonderful lovely this is also a lesson in headlines this is also just as as we always say read the whole article um but also yeah put some thought into your headlines justin timberlake surprises fans with cerebral palsy by gifting wheelchair accessible van. Anyway, that's our middle bit. I don't really have a lot to say other than um, have a better job writing a headline. And I would also like to say my my um, we'll say story for this week because it's really it is sort of like it's basic. It's three articles kind of, but it's all on the same subject. Ooh, okay. So. These all come from NPR, National Public Radio. A cat has put on a rainbow um, masquerade mask, not like a face mask, but like a like an eye eye mask. I don't. Okay. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> okay. Um, moving I'm on. Just, I'm just g- giddy right now. Yeah, I feel like I'm, I feel like I could, like, go to a bunch of jumping jacks or something. Not that I should, because I, um, I did throw my back out. (laughs) Still not great. Um, okay, so, the first headline is, large metal monolith mysteriously, by the way, great headline writing. Large metal monolith mysteriously appears in remote region of Utah's Red Rock County. Country. Country. Red Rock Country. Yes! Yes. Well, you monolith. you know about you know about this. I've, I've you know hearing, about this. I've, I've heard I've heard I've heard tales. Okay, um, so this article from NPR, written by Reese Oxner. This first one came out on November twenty fourth, um, at four twenty. <laughs> hey. 
Um, so state officials were flying over a southeastern, over southeastern Utah, uh, looking for sheep as a part of a routine task, which honestly, that sounds like the best job ever. Although you might fall asleep because, you know, like counting sheep. Um, instead they found something straight out of a sci-fi movie. From a helicopter, officers from the Utah Department of Public Safety spotted a large metal monolith, a single block of metal, last week. It was sitting in Utah's Red Rock Country in the southeast. Officials have no idea how or when it got there or who might have placed it there. Uh, quote, there's been, there's been about the strangest thing that I've come across out of all of my years of flying. Helicopter pilot Bert Hutchins, Hutchings told KLST, KSL-TV. Hutchings said the structure appeared to be 10 to 12 feet tall and looked like it was planted there, not dropped from the air. In any case, officials said it isn't legal. <laughs> it is monolith. illegal to install structures or art without authorization on federally managed public lands. The Utah Department of Public Safety... Uh, said the Utah Department of Public Safety in a statement, no matter what planet you're from. (laughs) Oh my goodness. It is also referenced uh, the structures out of this world. It also referenced the structures out of this world appearance on social media. We came across this in the middle of nowhere, buried deep in the rock. Inquiring minds want to know, what the heck is it? What the heck is it? Anyone wrote the department uh, in an Instagram post. Um, yeah, no, if you've seen this, it's weird looking. Oh, yeah. It is literally in the middle of, like, a canyon. 2020 is Space Odyssey. And there's this just, like, big metal thing sticking out of, up out of the ground. Um, so... Could they tell how deep into the ground it went, or is it just sitting on the surface? Oh, my dog's barking at something. Um, let me keep reading. Um, as far as would-be visitors, official decided not to disclose the exact location of the monolith. In it's in a remote area, and people have attempted to visit. And if people attempted to visit, there's a significant possibility they may become stranded and require rescue. The department said in a statement. Utah's Bureau of Land Management is assessing whether further investigation is necessary. Hutchings has his own theory. In the classic sci-fi film 2001 A Space Odyssey, a group of prehistoric ape men was baffled by a large black monolith that appeared in an African desert. I'm assuming it's some new wave artist or something, Hutchings said, according to KSL TV. Somebody that was a big fan of the film. So that's our first article. Mm-hmm. Um, and our second article, which was published on November 29th, Metallic monolith in Utah vanishes just as mysteriously as it appeared. This article, also from NPR, by Jason Slotkin. Hell of a name, my friend. Oh, and we're about to get to where my foible was. Mm-hmm. Um, so, discovering the origins of the monolith in 2001 A Space Odyssey requires only a keen and cinematic eye or time spent with... Arthur C. Clarke's novel, but the mystery surrounding its apparent real-life counterpart just got stranger. A metal monolith unknown of unknown origin discovered more than a week ago has vanished from the Utah desert as mysteriously as it appeared, according to the Bureau of Land Management's Utah Division. Now, 
in a quick side note, mm-hmm. here is the tweet from the Utah Bureau of Land Management. We have received credible reports that the illegally installed structure, referred to as the monolith, has been removed by an unknown party. The BLM did not remove the structure, which is considered private property. Now, I don't know if you can tell where my foible happened, because <laughs> BLM is all capitalized, and I was just, I was, I was scanning the article before I read it, and I was like, Black Lives Matter? What? Black Lives Matter movement? The Black Lives Matter movement put this there and then took it away? Huh? But no, it took me about, and I was like, look, staring at this. And then I only had to read just above it to realize that it's referring to the Bureau of Land Management. I just, yeah, I wonder if anybody has like talked to them about that using BLM as an acronym. Um, because boy oh boy it um it really threw me off <laughs> yep um so an agency statement said that credible reports of an unknown party removing the illegally installed structure on the evening of November 24th the agency also asserts its own lack of involvement in the object removal or in- intent to investigate noting it does noting it does quote not investigate crimes involving private property, which are handled by the local sheriff's office. So I guess technically the monolith is private property, or the the place where the monolith was placed is private property. If the place where the monolith was placed was private property, it would have been... Yeah, no, I don't know. I guess the monolith is private property. Oh, I guess, I guess Red Rock Country is... Uh, it, it's just like the, it's the desert in Utah. Mm. It's it's um it's Sedona. It's where Red Rocks are, Red Rock is. Mm-hmm. But I guess it's also there's the Red Rock Country Club, which is in Vegas, um, which is not this. So I don't know. I I Who's I don't know. Say? Who's to say? Um, All we know is that it's mysterious and now it's gone. A subreddit dedicated to the monolith, that happened fast, showcased several images purporting to, um, purporting to show that the structure has been removed. Uh, the structure, a three-sided metallic prison, was discovered, blah, 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 we just read that. Um, photos taken by the crew show the object in, to be some height, um, two, like, men were standing on, on it to examine it, if you go and, like, look up pictures. Mm -hmm. Um, and, um, fuck, I totally just lost where I was reading. Okay, there we are. Um, it was firmly planted in the ground of a narrow gorge. Officials refused to divulge the object's location in in order to prevent curious sojourners from stranding themselves and requiring a rescue. Good for them. Very smart. Agencies were also quick to jokingly indulge in in a scenario akin to the plot of Stanley Kubrick's balletic balletic like a ballet all right whatever um sci-fi masterpiece um where extraterrestrials install rectangular black monoliths on both prehistoric prehistoric earth and the moon upon its discovery the bureau of land management tweeted blah 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 no matter what planet you're from it's illegal we just read that again 
Um, but they have, have no question. idea where it is. Yes. What is? Have you seen the 2001 of Space Odyssey? Seen enough of it. I don't particularly. <clears throat> I don't particularly like Stanley Kubrick. I don't think he's a. He's not a. A good dude from my memory. Fair. I was just gonna ask what your opinion of the movie was. Um. um I am of the opinion that is it is unnecessarily long. They could have made the same movie with the same impact way shorter. And also, I've never been able to watch the whole thing without falling asleep for at least part of it. Yeah, I've seen I've, it like four I, times for class. I would ag- I would agree with that. None of my film professors ever made us watch the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just. We talked about this in my. I took a music and film class um, like last fall. And my professor, he was talking about how um, he Kubrick had hired a composer to write an original score for the film. Mm-hmm. And the composer did do this, but Kubrick liked his filler music, the music that ended up in the movie so much that he just didn't put in this composer's original score, which had been recorded for the movie, mm-hmm. and then didn't tell the composer that his score had been taken out of the movie. Yes. And so the composer had to find out at the premiere of the movie that his music was not being used in it. Yikes. Yeah. That's why filler movie music sucks, generally. I mean, it doesn't suck. I mean, it's a, it's an okay concept. But, like, the second you start cutting to the, like, to the rhythm of filler music... Because that's what you have to do, is you have to cut to rhythm. And if you're cutting to the rhythm of fi- filler music, any other music you put in there isn't going to fit quite the way the filler music does, which is why yep. so many soundtracks are now designed to sound like the filler music originally used, which is why so many action movies sound the same. Yep. Especially Marvel movies. Oh my god. Don't, don't get me started on Marvel movies. The only one that has an actually good... The only one that has a score that's worth listening to is the Black Panther soundtrack. Um, There's a great YouTube channel called Sideways. He has a whole video about why the Black Panther soundtrack sounds as good as it does and why the music in Marvel movies kind of sucks because it does. Um, Yeah. Anyway. um, Yeah, I just... I watch... I've seen The Clockwork Orange. in 2001 slaps. There are so many aspects of 2001 that I think are really important for filmmaking. Um, I don't want to get too deep in the weeds about film, because this is not a film podcast. Technically, a lot of 2001 A Space Odyssey slaps. It is, however, too long. Yep. Yep. And listen, listen, listen. I have sat through the three-hour cut of Metropolis, and 2001 A Space Odyssey felt longer. Yeah. That's because in yeah. Metropolis you have all kinds of funky, weird, steampunk robot s- shit happening. Have you seen I'd also Metropolis? like to say it's fucking wild. Anyway, I have not. We should watch it together. We should have a film podcast, but this is not that. So let's talk about the real life monoliths. Yeah, I had one more point to say, which also speaking of Avengers, Endgame was three hours, um, <laughs> which was way too long, and. Stop making movies in multiple parts and too long. You don't need to. You end up using a lot of filler. And 
it's just it's not good if you want to let's make be a, honest if you want to make a netflix show make a fucking netflix show yeah and let's be honest um the only really important character this is a con this is a controversial opinion um i love ant-man and i would die for paul rudd um and I feel like people are constantly like, Ant-Man sucks. And I'm like, I actually really like the Ant-Man movies. I think they're a blast. They're fun. They're so much fun, which is what comic book movies Good should be. Comic book movies don't take themselves seriously. My favorite DC content that exists is not literally any Batman movie. It is this one guy on TikTok who makes videos about how Bruce Wayne can't stop adopting children. Like, that's... Yep. That's what we're looking for in a comic book movie. None of yeah, this I just, bullshit. None I don't of this care. Schneider cut bullshit. God. <laughs> we should, when we inevitably have a film podcast, because it's coming, it will, it'll happen. Yeah. We both know it. We both know it's coming. Deep down. It's, unav- it's unavoidable. Um, and when we have one, I have not seen... I don't think I've seen... No, I, that's not true. I've seen Man of Steel. Um, I've seen the very first of the new... The Henry Cavill... Uh, I almost said Batman. That's not... Superman movies. Um, and that's only because I had a camper one year who was a five-year-old, and it was his favorite movie. And I was like, really? This? This is your favorite movie? And he was Incredible. like, I... It's because his name was Henry. And he was like, I have the same name as the dude. I'm, I could be Superman. And I'm like, yes, you could. You sweet, Precious. sweet bean of a child. Anyway, monolith. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Very quickly, I just want to say, um, my favorite Peter Parker is Jake Johnson, which I was reminded of because I was listening to A Very Spidey Christmas on my way home from work. And his <laughs> Deck the Halls. I think he it, it's the Deck the Halls that he does, that Jake Johnson does for A Very Spidey Christmas. It's just... It's it's peak Peter Parker, in my opinion. That and, um, I think Chris no Ah, oh, Spidey Bells. Spidey Bells, yes. There is no movie that more accurately has captured Peter Parker than Into the Spider-Verse, which in my opinion is a pretty much perfect film. I I I love Into the Spider-Verse. It's probably my favorite movie. I will say I have heard some very, very well thought out and articulated critiques of Penny Parker and the way she is presented in relation to the rest of the Spider-Men. Yes. Um, But this is not a film podcast. This is not a film podcast. We just both love movies a lot. We just both love talking about movies. Which is why we're going to have a movie podcast eventually. Which is why we are going to both get COVID tests and watch a shark movie together. Mm-hmm. I refuse to watch a shark movie um, over Zoom with you. I don't. I think that's unacceptable. Yeah. You should just move in with I ref- me. I'm just thinking about it. Maybe I'll just come live with you for like three weeks. <laughs> anyway, anyway, back to our, back to our monolith. Um, yeah. Um, hmm. Oh, here we go. Um, so investigators have no idea, like, what this is. Um, despite discouragement from, by both state and federal officials, many people sought out the monolith's location, 
Uh, an entire subreddit dedicated to just finding the monolith features photos of such expeditions, which is not great. Don't do that. Uh, unless you're very experienced going out into the wilderness. And if this was already your jam before a monolith appeared. And you mm-hmm. just want to like, you know, might as well go look for it while I'm already in this park, wander- like doing real outdoorsy stuff. That's acceptable. Don't get yourself lost. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. Okay, uh, one such investigator posted to Instagram his failed attempt to place a magnet on the gigantic metal prism. He concluded that the prism was three panels of aluminum riveted together. A post to a separate subject dedicated to the monolith. There's more than one. Of course there is. Um, claims that Google Images indicate the monolith has been in that location since at least 2016. There are theories of its origin uh, that span from fantastic aliens and time travel assisted artifacts to commonplace, a film prop or art installation. Um, there are names of several different artists who have popped up. Um, yeah. I mean, if it's aluminum, if it really is aluminum. That's the lightest. I yeah. don't know if it's the lightest metal, but it's certainly very light compared to other metals. And it's what a yeah. lot of like set film set metal is made out of. Because mm-hmm. it's well, easy to move deep into the desert. I have a part three from this morning. Do you know about this? I heard about it yesterday. How? It only have a, a, the Or maybe this was last this- night? This article came out at 8.36 a.m. Okay. Um, another mysterious monolith suddenly appears, this time in Romania. Yeah, 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 yeah. People were talking yeah. about that at, like, 2 a.m. on Tumblr. That makes sense, because it would have been early morning in Romania. Yeah. I want to go to Romania. I feel like it's fun. What? What? I'm oh, sorry. yeah. I'm just, like... <laughs> giddy about this concept i'm giddy in general today i today was the first uh not to not to get too personal but today was the first day of being an elf where a parent didn't yell at me so yay I was already in a good mood because yay. i didn't get yelled at by a stranger today that's um, good hey people listening don't just can we stop being like assholes to people can we like to people in the service industry and like retail workers and essential like can't is it like is it just is it just hard for people to be like decent is that the thing like is that what it is i don't know do people just have a hard time just like hey maybe don't just like be a shithead anyway don't yell at me personally when i'm at work please yeah monolith Less than two weeks after, authorities stumbled across a mysterious metal object standing freely in the Utah desert, and just days after it disappeared, a similar monolith has been reported nearly halfway around the world. Residents in the Romanian city of... Hang on, I have to get closer to my computer to read this. Petra Nemat... Um, say they have found another odd item that could have been ripped directly from the set of 2001 A Space Odyssey. I Here we are. I explanation that could happen for this. Like, imagine you're an artist in... First imagine you're an artist in Utah and you're like, 
you know what would be fun? If I just made a monolith, like in that movie, and I le just left it in the desert and saw, watched what happened. Like, that is the kind of chaos yeah. that doesn't really hurt anyone that I am here yeah. for. Listen, as and long then, as Banksy doesn't take, as long as Banksy doesn't come out and take credit for this, I'll be fine. I just... Have you seen that thing? Have you seen that thing? This is, I don't know if you want to keep this in. Have you seen that thing about how people think Banksy is most likely a white person? Well, because of like, yeah, yeah, like a white, like a white man. He, Banksy is the embodiment of privilege. Of gentrification. Privileged artist and gentrification. Yeah. Anyway. Um, anyway. I just. I, like, it would be so cool and interesting if it was the same monolith that somebody, like, just took and moved to Romania. But it's even mm -hmm. better to me that an artist in Romania saw the news about this American yes. monolith and went, I bet I could recreate that. Yes! This reminds me, you know what this reminds me of? This reminds me of that Doctor Who episode where all of the little tiny boxes appear. Do you remember that episode? No. It was it was a Matt Smith episode, but it's like all of these teeny tiny cubes just suddenly appear all across the world and nobody knows why they're there mm -hmm. and they must they have to be observed. Um God, I'm Oh man, Doctor Who. Wait a second, I did can't we okay Doctor Who won Super Who Lock. I except it didn't because Sherlock's coming back. Okay, wait a second. To briefly digress, did we talk about the season finale, the series finale of Supernatural? Did did we talk about it? Maybe. Because I would like to talk about it because I, I watched have it. I've taken um, a lot of notes on the series finale for a different podcast that I am starting. Um, um I I'm watched not it. Promote it right now because we haven't made any episodes yet. But there is there there. My thoughts on this will be forthcoming. Um, well, I have thoughts on it now. Okay. <laughs> um, oh my god. So fucking stupid. Hashtag it's so, free will, am I right? It's so fucking dumb. I'm sorry. Um, spoiler alert, I guess, for people who care. Um, I can't if believe Dean- you Supernatural and you haven't already seen the finale- I don't feel bad for you for getting spoiled. <laughs> exactly. Not to be a dick or anything, but like, no, how but could like, you the show's been and not have seen it already. The show's been going on for fifteen fucking years. Like, get over yourself. Sorry if that sounds mean, but like, ugh, listen, my God. nobody hates Supernatural more than diehard Supernatural fans. Nobody hates Supernatural more than people who used to really love Supernatural. Absolutely. I.e., me and you. Yeah. I, this is, I'm going to bring this up on my other podcast, but I recently um, unearthed the very cursed memory of teaching one of my friends how to work iMovie so that they could make a music video to Welcome to the Black Parade with clips of Dean Winchester. Oh, that is a cursed memory. Uh-huh. That's truly well and deeply cursed everything you just said is cursed <laughs> individually most of them i'm okay with collectively <laughs> uh 
Um, Collectively, my brain is having trouble processing that sentence. Another very, very cursed thing was talking about Doctor Who, specifically Moffat-era Doctor Who. Ugh. Exactly. Um, And, like... One of my like one of my friends being like, oh yeah, Moffat owns my soul, and I'm like, Moffat can only rent my soul because sometimes Joss Whedon rents my soul, and like the cringe. Picture <laughs> <laughs> is dead, but goddamn, I had bad taste. It took me a second. It took me a second to really process what you said because it was so so awful. Mm-hmm. I just. I'm so glad it was only rental, though. You know? Yeah. Yeah, no, Stephen Moffat got evicted from my brain the second he made that episode about abortion. I remember hearing about yeah. that. I think yeah. that's the first episode of Doctor Who that I was just like, you know what, I'm not going to watch this show anymore. Yeah, that pretty much put the nail in the coffin for me. I've thought about going back. For Jodie Whittaker, because yeah. everybody says she's wonderful. I've heard really good things about 12 and 13. I just... The thing is, the thing is, Peter Capaldi... Peter Capaldi is an amazing actor who deserved a fucking better writing staff. Yeah. He deserved a better writing staff, and he deserved a companion who was more suited to his personality of, like, the gruff, grumpy old man. I saw someone talk about how... People who are really, really into Capaldi's doctor wanted it to be crotchety gay grandpa and his lesbian granddaughter. Yes, see that I agree. I agree because I think Peter Capaldi is is phenomenal. I think he's a great actor, and I think he got totally fucked over by Stephen Moffat's shitty writing. I I really do. I think he could have been a really wonderful, and it it could have been. It could have been so good. You know this what is show also is the Buck same wild. What show? Torchwood. Oh my god, let's not even go there. Um, I see this is my thing. I feel like Doctor Who needs to take some notes from The Mandalorian. Because I have been watching The Mandalorian with my mom, and yeah, there's not really a plot, but you do get to see all of these fun you know, droids and different planets and all of these puppets and the story is is interesting enough to keep you like to keep you watching but it's also just fun world building stuff especially if you've enjoyed Star Wars at any point in your life I don't know if it's controversial to say that you like The Mandalorian I think it's really fun your cat is really cute sorry Ella's doing her best to just sit on my keyboard, so I keep picking her up, and she doesn't want to be picked up. She wants to sit on my keyboard. <laughs> um. Yeah. Anyway, speaking of sci-fi movies, mm-hmm. let's get back to this monolith, because we've yes. been going on this tangent for a while. Hang on. Wait. I had a... I had something like, to... it takes us two hours to record an episode, and I'm like, it doesn't... It takes us, like, an hour. Nope. Not today. <laughs> oh, boy. No, no, no. <laughs> I just... My other thing, going. I need to just go back to the whole thing again for for just a quick second. Um, he dies on a fucking piece of rebar. 
as somebody who has been betrayed by a lot of shows, not that I was still watching Supernatural, mm-hmm. but I have been betrayed by beloved shows before. Can I just... I loved, I loved Game of Thrones, and I got totally fucked over with that. And you also, I was... Yeah, what? Somehow supernatural did a worse job like treated their characters worse and did a worse job than the hundred yes oh my god <laughs> wild the hundred I was, was basically like people were like oh you know bury your gaze and the hundred was like hold my beer and then supernatural was like you know what i can one-up that like <laughs> what yeah no like like yeah i i you know, maybe I should stick to watching shows that are just over. Yeah. Because just, like, I was an avid Game of Thrones fan. Mm-hmm. I really liked the show. I had a lot of issues with the show mm-hmm. um, because there's a lot to critique in, in the world of Game of Thrones. Um, but we don't have to get into that right now. There's a lot to critique. I understand. It's important to critique those things. Um, but here's my thing. I was a hardcore, I became a hardcore Jamie Lannister stan because he is, he was, up until the very end of the show, a really, really interesting character. Mm-hmm. And he had this really interesting redemption arc. And in my head, before the end of the TV series, it was right up there, it was moving in a direction where it was right up there with Zuko's redemption arc in mm. The Last Airbender. He was such an interesting character who had so much internal conflict and he was so much fun to just watch and to see where it went. And then they fucked him over. They completely destroyed seven seasons of hard work and character building to get you to really like one of the worst characters ever. I hated Jamie Lannister at the beginning of that show. He was awful. I wanted him dead. And by the end of it, I loved him and he was one of my favorite characters on the show and then they fucked him over. And I'm still so angry about it because I have every right to be because they screwed him over. They made the ending of that show so bad it's not even worth rewatching. Um... I have so many, I have so so much to say about Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones pulled a How I Met Your Mother in that it was (sighs) such a huge, phenomenal cultural touchstone. Whether or not you watched it, it influenced your life. You heard about it. You knew stuff about it. You would not necessarily quote it, but you would meme it. And you would, there were like things in the lexicon of that show that you would say, even if you didn't watch that show. Exactly. Um, And then... They fucked the ending over, and now nobody, like, nobody gives a shit anymore. Nobody cares about like, it, because it was so, anymore. it was so, te- it was so genuinely terrible. And the thing is, they could have done the same thing with the ending and ended up in the same place. They just didn't give themselves enough time, so it was super abrupt and felt super out of nowhere and really weird. And I had a friend who I was- I don't even know was, show you're talking about, because it applies to both. To both. I had a friend who I was- I'm talking about Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a friend who I was watching. I had just- we just finished watching the first season or something before I'd left for Germany. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we just finished- or no, 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 no. This was right before the show ended. Um, but we had just finished watching- um, like season two or three. No, we just finished watching season three because we just got into the red wedding, 
And my friend was absolutely devastated and was like, oh my god, this show is so good. And I was like, I know. And then the series finale happened, and all really pretty much all of season eight happened. And um, she called me up and she was like, oh my god, how is the ending? And I was like, you don't have to finish watching the show. And she was like, oh my god, why? And I was like, it's not worth it anymore. She's like, what happened? And I was like, just the worst possible thing that things that could have happened happened. Just... All plot-centric shows should be legally required to end after five seasons. I, I don't care how good would... it is. I don't care how excited you are. If it is plot-centric, it should end after five seasons. Because I could not agree it's more. Because otherwise it's going to get ruined. I could not agree more. But, like, for, like if it's not... if it's Unless not it's an anthology series. Yeah. But if it's not... But I wouldn't say... I wouldn't say anthology series are plot-centric. Yeah. Each season is plot-centric, but they're not connected. Yeah. Like, um, what was I going to say? Or, like, like comedy series that aren't plot-centric. Make as many fucking seasons of Bob's Burgers as you want, and I will watch them. Yes. I agree. Could not agree more. Anyway, this monolith. Anyway, enough about us ranting. I feel like we could just, we could turn this into a movies and TV podcast, and it wouldn't really change very much. Anyway, this monolith, um, a... Again, in case you've forgotten after our chat, is <laughs> is in Romania. Um, the local newspaper reports that the monolith, like the one discovered in Utah, is about 10 to 12 feet tall and is apparently composed entirely out of a dim reflective metal. It was reported, it was reportedly found standing at the Batka Domier Plateau near an archaeological site overlooking the city. Jura FM, a local radio station, recorded a video of the purported object revealing an eye-catching scene and looped markings along its surface. Ooh. I can't wait for more of these fuckers to turn up. Oh, yeah. It's going to be cool. Um, The mayor of this town, which I'm not going to try to pronounce again, and I'm also not going to... Andri Carabele, the I sorry, just sorry, don't speak Romanian. I'm sorry. Um, the mayor of the town that this this monolith appeared in uh, appears to be taking the news in stride. There is no reason for panic for those who think that there is that there, there is, is still no need to panic. There is no reason to panic for those who think there is still life in the universe. I don't know if that's... (laughs) It's probably translated weird. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Kabela quipped, according to a translation by The Independent, which is a pretty reputable news source. Um, The statement was posted to Facebook after the discovery surfaced Friday. Oh, I guess this was Friday. Um, my guess is that some alien... <laughs> again, another quote. My guess is that some alien and uh, cheeky and terrible teenagers uh, left the... Fuck, hang on. I have to read this again. My guess is that some alien, cheeky and terrible teenagers, left home with their parents' UFO and started planting metal monoliths around the world. First in Utah, and then in Piatinamt. He added, I'm honored that they chose our city. A teen alien prank. That's so good. Yeah, that's the best one so far. 
The monolith in Utah disappeared less than 10 days after officers from the state's Department of Public Safety first spotted it. Authorities professed their utter confusion by its presence in Utah's rock country. Um, they were no less confused by its sudden disappearance overnight Friday. An adventure photographer said he spotted four men... Oh, interesting. An adventure photographer said that he spotted four men dismantling the structure, according to the New York Times. All that was left of the structure Sunday, Saturday morning was a triangular metal piece that used to be on top of of a hole where the base of the tower stood, according to the Salt Lake Tribune. The Bureau of Land Management denied moving the structure. As for the monolith in Romania, Carbelea, I've said it differently every single time, um, said that he had no answers himself, and he would not be upset if the newfound mystery happened to attract tourists to his city. Beyond the conspiracy theories that can be tempting, he added, I'd like to see this randomness as future proof that our city is special for the Earthlings and maybe not only. I love it. That's I so like this mayor. Good. Goodness. I That was a great series of articles. I will have to keep our listeners informed if there are any I know. developments. Yeah. We're going to um, have to keep talking about this one. This episode, like... Every episode makes me feel, like, really good and happy. This episode was buck wild. This episode is full of ups and, and downs. filled with great news. This episode um, is, like, the best roller coaster you've ever been on, unlike our election super hell episode, which was, is... That was a super hell episode. Um, so, yeah. Uh, you heard the good news about Santa Claus. He can't get the coronavirus. About Elliot Page. Elliot Page. He came out. And about Wikipedia, because they, they were right on that. You heard the good news about... Monoliths? I was going to say Justin Timberlake. That's what it was. Yeah, Justin Timberlake gifting a fan a van with cerebral palsy. See, even that could have been better. Because fan and van rhyme, that's catchy. Anyway, Justin Timberlake does not have cerebral palsy, but he did gift a fan an accessible wheel a wheelchair accessible van who does have cerebral palsy. Um and you heard about these mysterious monoliths and many tangents in between. Many, many You heard monoliths. me you heard me rant about Game of Thrones, which honestly I feel like I needed to get that off my chest. Um because my mom bless her heart <laughs> also watched Game of Thrones, but um you know, my mom is, she's a parent, so she's not as emotionally invested in such things. So when the show ended, she was like, that sucked, and then moved on with her life. <laughs> I cannot imagine doing that about anything. Um, The Boys, that's it. Everything. That's the only show I've ever been able to be like, I've watched this, and now I won't have to think about it until the next season comes out. Nice. Okay, the Boys. well, you have sufficiently heard the good news i have been wait crashed. did i i have uh i've been sophia i have a my fun fact for this week oh yeah. maybe i'll just do a fun fact my fun fact for this week is while i was out walking my dog my sock got wet fun my fun fact is i didn't get yelled at at work today by a stranger that is that's that's a way more fun fact than my fun is fact. it because this is the only day that that hasn't happened how long have you been working there two weeks oh boy never mind <laughs> <laughs> you have heard the good news i have been cat 
I've been Sophia. Bye. Love you. Bye. Bye.